You're listening to Your Bright Future with Mrs. J and Mr. LD, a Lava Ridge counseling podcast connecting home and school and helping to create a bright future for your students. Welcome, Lava Ridge families, to another episode of Your Bright Future with Mrs. J and Mr. LD. We're extremely happy that you've joined us again for another podcast episode. Today, we're going to talk to you about our December lessons that are coming up on the 15th and the 18th of December, right before the break comes along. Uh, Mr. LD is going to talk to you about his one of the six C's of resiliency. They're getting mm-hmm. going right along with all the six C's. I think you're on the fourth C. Third, third C, C. Yep. okay. Because so. I did my introduction. Yeah, and I'm uh, actually teaching a lesson in our CCA classes on stress management this month. So, Mr. Eldy, go ahead and tell us yeah. about your lesson on connection. Connection. Thank so, you. So, yeah, this is one I'm super excited for. Um, connections. It's relationships. It's the stuff. I always tell my students, you know, when we prioritize in life, what really matters. I my personal philosophy is it's our relationships and our experiences Mm -hmm. and so many of the most important experiences in our life really come back to relationships as well you know those things um and and it's fun this time of year we're looking forward to the holidays and we're all excited especially our students about gifts they may or may not be getting for christmas (laughs) and those kind of things but again those things are exciting but they pale in comparison to the relationships we have in our lives and that's this third C of resiliency is connections. It's the support we have with our family, with our friends, our, our social network, which is so critical for you know the, the idea of resiliency, right? Just to revisit that, the ability to kind of pick ourselves back up again when we're struggling, when the inevitable tough things in life kind of come our way, how are we able to cope with that? And, and again, having that support whether that's friends or family or coworkers or what have you, is so critical. I, you know, just thinking from my own life, the times that I've really been struggled, you know, whether it was right after my my wife passed away or just different times from my childhood, having, I've, I've been very fortunate to always have, you know, a family that was very supportive, but, but of course, friends mm-hmm. is so important as well. And, and so that's a big part of what we talk about in this lesson, which kind of, I, I like that it kind of piggybacks a little bit on one of your lessons you did with the, the friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I talk about with the students, you know, that belonging, which we all as humans desperately ache for. We all want to belong. I, I always often joke about and talk about, you know, just in my own life and with students, some of the stupidest, silly things we do as humans is, is, to belong you know the the silly the class clown in the class the kids that respond to negative peer pressure Mm -hmm. we just have that innate need in us to to belong to to be part of a group to be a friend right and and i i love this quote by mother Teresa that of all the diseases i have known loneliness is the worst and that and that is so you know important especially at this age where students their social groups are becoming more and more critical critical in their lives that they turn to friends. And of course, family is always there and hopefully they have that support there. But that, that social group, that, you know, that social belonging is more and more important. And especially with sixth grade where they're transitioning from, you know, one class to the bigger school. 
being able to fit in, make new friends. Sometimes they have a best friend in elementary school and that changes, right? Yeah, Maybe their new often. best friend makes a new friend and that, you know, the dynamics, the jealousy that comes in play in that and, and just being able to be flexible and resilient and, and kind of go ahead with that um, is, is such a, an important thing at this age. One of the things that connection does for kids, I think, is, you know, because it helps them to know that it's okay to go through the down times. It's okay to have times when you're off your game or you're feeling sad or, or whatever, but that the more connections you have, the more people can kind of rally around you and yeah. give you the support that you need until you can feel better, right? Because we're, we're all going to go through the hard times. We're all going to have those moments where, where we're kind of forced to be resilient or, or we get to practice our resiliency, yeah. I should say. But then if we have people around us who can love us and support us, then that's going to get us through those times yeah. until we feel like we can be strong again. And so that's one of the reasons I love this topic as well, because it really does teach kids that your, um, your family, your friends, the people that you surround yourself with, they're there for you in those hard times. Yeah, and they're sure. going to be there for you no matter what if you build the right kind of connections around you. Yeah, yeah. And people that really care about you and have your back when you are down. Because yes. so often, you know, some some friends can be easy come, easy go. You know, they're, 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 they're there for you when things are going good, but not so much when you really need it. And so that's a big thing we talk about. And just seeing the common humanity that we all have. One of the things we do in this lesson is we, you know, ask students to kind of tell us a little about themselves and then we have other students who have that similarity stand up in the room and it's just cool to kind of see the connections that they have because it's so easy when and especially when we're kind of having a tough time to feel like we're alone that we don't you know we're all alone in our pain and our embarrassment or you know whatever our awkward 11 12 year old experience <laughs> but to know that there's others that are struggling or have that same experience helps us feel again that connection and there's power just in that in itself you know yeah, that, that, that connection sure. um and and so also within the lesson we i i kind of talk about ways they can make connections and, and first and foremost is to look up right uh, i i love that idea but just look around you and and, and building on that little activity i do the, the, just to see that they're not alone, that there's so many other kids that share similar experiences, similar interests, similar just worldview, right. um, and, and look around and appreciate that. And their families, too. So often it's easy at this age and every age, to be honest, to take our families for granted, mm -hmm. especially if we have a good, healthy, functioning family that we just take it for granted and just, and, and just focus on maybe what's not great because Again, no family's perfect, but, but right. if you have a healthy, happy, mostly happy functioning one, then it's easy to take it for granted. But again, look up, take note, be grateful, but also look for those in need. So often, if, we're, if we see a student that's kind of hurting or in pain or suffering or just needs to be accepted, to be felt like they belonged, reaching out to them is a great way to create that connection ourselves, that belonging. And it, and it builds that empathy. That's one of my big things. One of my big missions, I think, as a counselor, I hope to help students be more empathetic and, and just be able to put themselves in other people's shoes. And that is such a great way to make friends and to, to build those connections as well. And, and to build trust. Trust is so important. Um, and with, with your parents, with you guys, 
students need to be able to trust you. You need to be able to trust them. And, and that is building connections. Same with friends, right? And that doesn't mean you go in and tell your friend every little thing you've ever done with, every right. question right. or doubt. Some students have that problem of oversharing. Yes. But but one of the big ways to build relationships is, is trusting and sharing. Again, just start a little, just little things that you could kind of divulge and, and see if you can trust your friends and, and reach out to them. I mean, it's same with us as adults, right? With our, with our children. Um, just that trust is so critical to any relationship, to any connection we make. And then kind of the last thing we talk about, and this is such a running theme in so many of these podcasts especially, which we communicate with you via technology, but be mindful of what isolates you. Right. And that is important, I think, for us as adults, but especially for this age. Because it's, again, just easy to go on and not be mindful or, or thoughtful with that. That if... You know, your favorite thing to do in the world as an 11-year-old boy is just to play video games alone in your room. Again, I'm a video gamer, right? That's good <laughs> and fun sometimes. But if at the same time you're wondering why you feel so alone and why you don't feel like you have any friends, you know, it's, it's, it's good to have some balance there. And yeah, it gives up. you a false sense of connection sometimes, mm-hmm. I think, because we might look at our profiles and see that we have you know, 700 friends or 2,000 friends or how many followers. But then when it comes right down to it, who is going to be there for you when you're feeling down and sad and you have these moments where you need that support? You know, your Instagram followers or your TikTok followers are not going to be able to be there for you. And so it it does create kind of a false sense of, of I, I have lots of friends, I'm connected, but then it's not real. So I love that you said you need balance. I think that's the key. It's yeah. just to find balance. It's okay to do that online thing, and it's okay to uh, to you know spend time with friends. But but either way, it's if it's too much, it will mm-hmm. be damaging. So we've got to really just find a way to be balanced. Yeah, for sure. And sometimes you just need a hug or That's someone right. to put your arm around, right? Oh, and yeah. and I mean, twenty twenty, obviously, we're <laughs> careful with that. You need an but, elbow bump. Yeah, yeah, an elbow <laughs> bump. But I, yeah, just. We all need that, you know, that physical contact, that eye contact that doesn't exist via digital communication. And again, we're not anti-social media and digital electronics, but no, it's, it's balance and, and making those connections. And just kind of last thought on that, that I, I heard this quote, and I, I should have Googled it real quick, but, but I didn't. Um, but with technology, you know, for millennia, humans have kind of evolved for connection you know, a relationship connection where technology is now kind of wiring us for stimulation, which is very different. And so that, that is just something again, to be aware of. And, and it's, it's not saying that we should cut out technology, but just prioritize those real world connections and relationships. And, and so that kind of summarize a quick rundown of what I'll be visiting with your sixth graders this month. Such a great lesson. Yeah. I, I love that we're teaching the kids these things because they're not they're not just things that kids can use now. They're things that we For can sure. use throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, every year when we teach these lessons, I'm I'm so glad that I get the refresher yeah, on these yeah, things too because we need to be reminded as adults too that that we need to be careful in some of these areas and find that balance. So it's pretty awesome. So my lesson, like I mentioned before, is on stress management. And so uh, it's kind of interesting to me that this is one of the topics uh, counselors are given a strand of uh, lesson topics 
uh, within the CCA classes, the college and career awareness classes, right? And so um, one of the first lessons we teach is about college and career and about being prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's this one that's on stress management, which it doesn't really make the connection too easily between college and career readiness. But if you think about it, it does because stress, you know, stress and anxiety can cause a lot of kids to not want to pursue school. For Maybe sure. they want to drop, you know, they may, may even want to drop out of school in high school or they graduate and they say, I'm done. And so we're trying to teach kids that it's, you know, it's kind of normal to feel a certain level of stress. Mm-hmm. Stress can be a good thing. Um, but if it's, you know, stopping you from doing the things that are important or the things that you want to do, uh, then that can be dangerous and it can affect your mental health. And so we want to make sure that they're learning the ways uh, to really focus on what triggers them and what they can do about it if they're feeling super stressed. And then like, what are some things that they can do to kind of distract those stressful thoughts or to take themselves out of that stress. And so we talk about uh, many different things. Like I said, we talk about the triggers and we talk about what stress is and what stress, uh, when it's a good thing and when it's not, and when it becomes anxiety and all of those kinds of things. Um, But then we talk to them about some different um, ways that they can handle their stress. And so I'm just going to give you five things that I feel like are really helpful uh, for you as parents to know, because these are things that you can encourage your students to really uh, make a priority in life so that they know. And then we talk to the kids about things that they can do as well. So I have a whole big long list of things that they can do to kind of help themselves. We talk about chores. We talk about, you know, making a clean environment so they can have a clean mind and like all of this kind of thing. And so, but these are things I think that that parents can really help with. So the first one is get some sleep. So I would say the majority of the time, I don't have a statistic, but (laughs) 99.9, no, that's not true. A lot of the time when we have a student in our office who is emotional, who's stressed, who is upset, who's not doing well in school, who's having trouble with peers, I would say that a big chunk of that problem is that they are not getting enough sleep. So we, we, we start really early in the morning. We start at 7.40 in the morning. We as teachers have to be here at 7.15. The bus starts dropping kids off at 7.20. It's very, very early. It so is. we understand that that is, you know, a, not a choice for a lot of us. But stress or sleep is something that um, we all need to be able to d- grow and to develop normally. And, and there have been studies done recently about all the different effects that sleep can have. So it not only affects our mental health and our stress levels, but it can affect our weight. It can affect our... Uh, attentiveness it can affect our um, productiveness at work like they they talk about you know ways that people who are sleep deprived are a lot less productive than other people and so it's really important to have a routine and to have kids have a time that they go to sleep that this is their bedtime and a routine kind of building up to it because your brain loves routines our brains love routines and so you know if they go in and they brush their teeth and they put on their pajamas and they read a book or they you know do something every single night then that starts to warn the body and the brain that it's about to be bedtime Um, And then to get at least a good eight to nine hours of sleep, I would say, in order to be able to function. I need nine hours. So I'm in bed often by like nine o'clock at night, which is, you know, not fun. It's not, uh, I don't get a good reputation with my family or friends when I'm, when I go to bed so early, but it really is something that needs to happen in order. I just know that about myself. And I think that kids probably need that too, but, but they're, 
not really at the point where they can direct that themselves. They need parents who can For kind sure. of say, it's bedtime. You got it. Put, put the you. phones to bed. That's put the a, phones to a, bed, yeah. And if you're able to do that, which you are, you're the parents, we, we always recommend that. You know, some students do have that self-control where they can, you know, put their phone on their bedside table and not access it again, but most do not. Most do not. That's the truth. Yeah. Um, another thing that we can do for our kids is to help them focus on their strengths. And so uh, sometimes the stress and anxiety that they're feeling is just because of a lack of confidence, a lack of resiliency. Maybe they haven't failed a whole lot and maybe they're facing failure for the first time and it's really stressing them out. And so something that we can do as parents and as adults for our kids is to really let them know what their strengths are and how their strengths can help them through hard times and how, how their strengths can help them to overcome challenges. So they might not be super great at math, right? But they maybe have strengths in language arts or in science that can help them to get through the math that they're struggling with. And so we kind of try to make those connections with kids. And and as parents, you guys know your kids better than anyone. You know their strengths and you know the things that they're really good at. And so if you can focus on those things and it really helps to kind of put the things that are stressing us out in perspective like it's yeah i'm struggling with this but it's just one small thing right and it kind of promotes that growth mindset that we want to teach the kids that is you know you might not be good at this yet but if you keep applying your strengths and you keep focusing on the things that you do well and finding ways to problem solve that then you will be good at that eventually right so it just takes that hard work and it takes some strength uh, maybe in of character in other areas to apply to a, a place that's making us stressed or anxious, right? The third thing is to do things that make you happy. And so we talked to the kids in this lesson a lot about all the different kinds of ways that they can find to make themselves happy. I think sometimes right now, this is just my opinion, but I think right now kids think it is cool and trendy and fashionable to be miserable. And so they put on the miserable face and they put on the miserable <laughs> makeup and they, they make themselves look like they're sad or, or stressed or upset, right? And that's not to say that they aren't sad or upset or stressed, but it just seems to be right now that it's like the trend. Yeah. And I want kids to know that it's okay to be happy. It is okay <laughs> to be happy. It's okay to smile and to be cheerful and to be excited and to be happy about things. And so if, if we can encourage kids to have hobbies or to look at, you know, like, again, their strengths, but then turn that into something that they can do to help them every day to feel that happiness. And then when they do feel sad, that's okay, too, mm-hmm. right? It's okay to feel the whole full range of emotions, but to live in one end of it or to, to not be, to feel your stress to the point where you, it, it doesn't let you feel happy anymore, that, that's a hard thing to deal with. So we want to just make sure we're incorporating that every day something to make them happy every day and so we'll talk to them about you know the different things that they can do they can take a walk they can listen to music they can play video games mm-hmm. they can do so many things that are within their control um, that are, that is going to help them to feel better uh, the fourth thing is to engage in physical activity so again this is another one that not a lot of our kids are participating in i know some of our kids do participate in organized sports but here we are in the yeah. year of COVID where everything's been shut down. And so there's just been a lot less physical activity. And so I think that's been part of the reason that our mental health statistics are kind of skyrocketing and we're having more suicidal thoughts. We're having all kinds of stress because we're dealing with this crazy year, but then we're also not doing a lot of the things that we have done in the past that really we know make for us sure. feel good. So, you know, just taking the family out for a bike ride or for a walk or going to the park or, you know, just a 
quick game of football out in the yard, whatever that could look like, right? But something to make our uh, bodies start to process and to get that oxygen mm -hmm. flowing and to get our brains uh, a little bit of relief from that that emotional stress that they're going through. And then the last one, number five, is to talk to someone. So. We always encourage our kids to talk to parents. We always try to let them know that we're available to talk to. We encourage them to talk to any trusted adult at school um, and also to talk to their friends, right? A lot of kids are talking to people online. Now there is, again, I'm, we're just gonna kind of revisit this thread <laughs> of the dangers, right? A lot of times there are people online who feed into the stress and the anxiety. And so a, stu a, a, a student might go, uh, and get online and say, hey, I'm depressed on a chat room or in, a, in, a, in some kind of a forum, right? And, and then it, they have 50 likes because yeah. someone, they're trying to maybe make them feel better, but it reinforces that totally. sadness and that depression, right? So that's why I really do try to encourage kids to talk to someone IRL. Yeah. in real life like don't do don't do it on the boards don't do it on the forums don't do it online but find someone that you can talk to and that they can really sit down and see and and hear you and maybe give you that yeah. hug slash elbow bump if they yeah. need it right something physical because it's a huge it's a huge deal and then we always try to get kids to identify at least one trusted adult mm -hmm. you know there's many different places we do that we do it in our sos lesson we do it in our um uh, in our I teams, we do it in language arts, we do it in so many different places. I think the health class talks about trusted adults. So we have uh, quite a few places where we're asking the kids, just please identify one or mm -hmm. two trusted adults because we know that that is a protective factor, meaning that that is something that protects kids from a lot of dangers if they have one person, one trusted adult in their life. And you know, we want them to have, we want kids to have more than one, yeah, 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 if, we, if possible. But if, even if they just have one, right, that's, that's such a big protection to them. So that can be mom, dad, it can be an adult brother and sister, it can be a counselor, it can be a teacher, it can be whoever, but just to have one, that one person, right? And then all of those things are the things that are gonna help kids to feel like they're not so stressed out, that they can start to really understand and regulate their emotions and figure out what, how they tick and what makes them feel good, right? And um, I've been trying to tell the kids, you know, like it's not, it's not all about feeling good 100% of the time because we are gonna feel stressed sometimes, every single one of us, and we are gonna feel sad and we are gonna feel lonely sometimes, right? But we also know that there are ways that we can help improve that situation for yeah. ourselves and we can do things and we can take action that's going to change the way we feel. For sure. So I think that, the kids, hopefully, after these, these lessons, will have some really good concrete ideas of what to do to help to make connections and to de-stress their lives and to really maybe feel a little bit empowered to, to take charge. And that's what we want. We want our kids to be able to do that for themselves. And then we want to help them as much as we can. And exactly. And, and we love, as you listen to this, you know, and as you hear our your students having these lessons to have you you have those follow-up conversations with them Absolutely. kind of reinforce you know how can you deal with stress how share the you? ways that you deal with stress exactly. and share the things that you've learned about yourself because our kids often follow very closely in our footsteps sure. and they have the same genetics and they have the same dispositions a lot of mm -hmm. times and so if you're talking about the ways you handle your stress then and showing them the ways that you handle stress then that's that's a huge step for them. Yeah, yeah, and, and just model that. How it, right. it's okay for them to see you stressed, 
as long as they see you, how you deal with that stress, yes. right? It's, it's exactly that. And you could kind of work together and they could help you with your stress, honestly. You yeah. know, that, that, not that you rely on them 100%, but, but definitely that those familial bonds that we have with our children and then with us, you know, help everybody when, when you're having that loving, positive interactions that way. Awesome. So please, if you want to uh, ask questions of us about these lessons, please contact us at the school. If you, if there's something that you would like to hear about uh, on the podcast, we uh, we would love to have uh, that input as well, um, so that we can get this out to you. And we would really love it if you would share the podcast with mm-hmm. the people in your neighborhood, in your you know, in your uh, friend circles. Just let them know that this is out there. I think that this is really great information for parents from any school in the area. So I don't think it just has to be our no, students, definitely. but um, but as you know, we want to get this word out to everyone that we can to because we think it's helpful for you and we hope it's helpful for you. So we'd love to have feedback. We'd love to have you share, and we would love to have you um, even go on like iTunes and review us if you wanted to because that would help us to 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 get the word out there to the people that need this information. Okay. So thanks and we will see you soon. Yeah, have a great one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.